0: Every day. Not hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another
1: amazing episode of your not Lazy mom podcast. I'm so excited today. Allie, how is it going?
2: It is going good. I am on my like second <laughs> cup of coffee. Um, I will tell you, I am freezing right now. I don't know what the temperature. You guys keep it at your house, but my husband keeps it so cold, and if I touch it even one degree, it's like the end of the world. Okay.
3: I can't be hot, so I have to keep it cool in the house.
2: No, he's infamous for saying, it's
1: hot in here. I said, no, you're hot. (laughs) Because it is freezing in here. (laughs) Yes. Gosh. I have my heater going right now, and it's cold outside. It snowed last night, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like over it right now. It's, it's for no reason, so no, I totally understand. <laughs> uh, how you doing today?
3: I'm doing well.
1: Yeah, I had a ton of lives and interviews and things, so Chris was holding it down yesterday with the kids. Tucked them in and everything. I had to wake up this morning and, and he already had Chase downstairs in the kitchen. I was like, Are oh, you on some super dad
3: level? No, I just got up because I knew you was tired from <laughs> you know going to bed late. So I tried to get yeah. up early with him. He was already up, so I didn't want him waking you up, which I knew you was kind of in and out of it.
1: I was. I was so delirious. I heard him talking. He's like talking to me. He's giving me kisses on my face. I'm like, all right, Chase. And the next thing I know, I had peace. Then my alarm went off. But mm-hmm. it's all good. I'm really excited about today's episode. This is the finale of season three of our podcast. I cannot believe we're already at episode 20. It's been a nice long season with, I I just feel like we took it up to another notch with uh, the content this season. And I feel like we really, it's almost like we need to just rebrand and call it not for lazy people because we tackle so many topics that really are beneficial, not just for parenting or relationships, but just as a whole person. So I'm really excited about today's episode because we're talking about minding your business. So when it comes to generational wealth, you have to know how to mind your business and no pun intended, but kind of intended, you know, so I could not think of a better guest for today's episode other than the guest that I'm about to announce to you. But before we get there, I just want to tell you some of the topics that we really want to tackle today. You know, how do you take your vision to the next level? Why is it that some businesses grow while others are stagnant? What are the key ingredients to a successful business and how to translate what's in your mind into a full fledged empire? So before I pop her on the screen, I just want to brag on her for a little bit. And I, and I know she's very, she's very humble. So let me do this before I pop her on. <laughs> but our special guest today is Monique Rodriguez from Mayel I love Myel. She actually sponsored giveaways for us in the past for our live podcast shows. Um, We've been talking on and off for years, and she's just an amazing person. I love watching her on Instagram. Uh, She has been building an empire for for years now, almost a decade, or probably even longer. I just know from when she started her company in 2014. But her beautiful long locks and her amazing advanced hair formula is what took us all by storm. So that's what like jumped off my her uh, advanced hair formula is a unique proprietary blend of herbs, amino acids, and minerals to support healthy hair, but not just hair, skin, nails and your whole immune system. So, you know, I'm all the way down for that. I love anything that's natural and organic and that's what she brings. So since then Mayelle has expanded into a half dozen collections under Monique's direction and it includes products in the skincare where, um, realm and also for children. Myel has been distributed in more than 87 countries and can be found in more than 100,000 stores across the U.S. Monique travels nationally and internationally speaking to women, empowering them and empowering youth. And that is why she is the boss that she is. So I'm gonna pop her on the screen now. Hey, Monique.
0: Hey. <laughs> My eyes started watering when you were reading. I'm just like, oh my goodness. (laughs) You're so
2: amazing. I'm so (laughs) excited to have you
0: here.
1: You you it's like every time you post something on Instagram, if y'all don't follow her on Instagram, I'll make sure I put it in the description. She's um at Exquisite Mo. And it's like watching her. Every time I see you post something, it's just like goals after goals after goals. And it's nice to have that because what I appreciate about you is that you don't just give us the beautiful glitz and glam. You give us the real, you give us the process. And that's what a lot of times is missing every um, nowadays, especially on social media. So I can thank you for that. And I'm so excited to
0: have you here. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. And I just want to commend you because, I mean, I know you read my bio and like you said i'm i'm humble but i want to brag on you like you are killing it you know you are a mom of three you're married you have a podcast you just launched a new company i mean you have other companies that you're working on you're also on tv so when you talk about me balancing it all like how do you do it so i just <laughs> and say like you go girl keep doing your thing because you are also amazing as well so i just wanted to say that
1: <laughs> thank you no, I, I truly appreciate it um We are going to get into this. Allie, I know you have some questions and I know Mm -hmm. we're like, we're just excited about this episode because we've been doing this whole generational wealth series. And I think people sometimes when they see these companies like Mayel, out of nowhere, they think out of nowhere, they're just, you know, they're on every shelf. You see them all over social media, all over your TV. And you're just like, wow, how did they do that? And sometimes it can seem for some, it seems unattainable. Some people already think that, oh, they must have just had an inside connect and they just blew up and they had they knew the right people and they just blew up and they don't really understand all of the hard work that goes into it. So I just want to know, just going back to the beginning, what was life like for you before Mayel? And tell us a little bit about your background, your family dynamic, your mother of two. And we want to hear more about you and, and just as a mom before we get into the business part of it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before my, um, I was a nurse, I worked as a labor and delivery registered nurse, and I did that for five years. And then I transitioned into being a home health nurse for the last three years of my nursing career. So the reason why I became a nurse was not because it was something that I was truly passionate about. You know, I grew up, I'm from the South side of Chicago. Um, my mom was pretty much as a, single mom, my dad, he was there, but you know, he suffers from drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he was present, but not present, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So she was pretty much a single mom taking care of me and my brother. And, you know, she was a secretary at a hospital university of Chicago for like 30 something years. And so she always had me exposed to like nursing nurses at the hospital. And she always instilled in me, like, you know, you need to have a job that has stability. You got to have something to fall back on. Um, Nursing is probably the best career for you. And, you know, my mom, she only did what she knew best. And that was to make sure that her daughter was set up for um, job stability. So she always encouraged me to become a nurse. So I went to nursing school and did that. And I remember... When I first stepped foot on the labor and delivery floor, I was like, this is great. You know, I had fun. It was an adrenaline rush. Um, I enjoy working with women. But I told myself, I said, I can't do this for the rest of my life because nursing can be very taxing on your body. I also work nights because I didn't trust anybody to watch my kids. So um, I'm working night shift. My husband was working day shift. And I'm like, well, if I continue to work night shift for the rest of my nursing career, when I'm 30, I'm going to look like I'm 50. So I was like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I transitioned from labor and delivery, and then I went into home health. And then in 2013, I got pregnant with my third child. Um, my husband and I, we were expecting our son. And um, my my pregnancy was a high-risk pregnancy. And um, unfortunately, because of that high risk, my son passed away at birth. So as you can imagine, like my whole world was completely torn upside down and I was in a very, very dark place wondering like, why did this happen to me? Why was I going through this? Like, I'm a nurse. I'm a labor and delivery nurse. I knew everything that I was supposed to do to take care of my body. I knew all the signs and symptoms to look for, but I could not save myself, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when that happened, I lost so much blood. It was, you know, I also had a bowel obstruction, so it was also threatening to my life. Um, and my my daughter, Mackenzie, Mackenzie, she was high risk and you know i lost a lot of blood with her like i could have lost my life with her as well um but god you know he saw me through and you know this time you know unfortunately my son didn't make it and that painful situation allowed me to number one deepen my relationship with god spiritually because i didn't grow up in church so i i know i knew there was a god i did not have a relationship with god because i didn't know how So my husband and I, we started going to church um, and we got saved together when that happened to us. And, And when we got saved, that's when our lives shifted. So you talk about really surrendering and letting God take over and be the center of your life. And what happens when you truly put God first? That's what happened to us, because when we started to, you know, give it over to God and not, you know, feel down and out and depressed that I was like, God, I'm just going to let you continue to lead me and guide me. And, you know, I just had this vision one day to talk about hair on social media and me talking about hair care was also an outlet for me to like express myself on social media. So, you know, I found comfort and, you know, connecting with other ladies with talking about hair care. My intention was not to create a hair care company. I wanted to create like a beauty shop because I was like, I want to help women feel beautiful. And it started with me um, going in my kitchen and making like different concoctions. I would mix like egg and mayonnaise and bananas, aloe and, I, after a lot of trial and error, tons of research, I realized that food molecules don't actually penetrate our hair. So here yeah. I am making these different concoctions thinking I'm doing something and, and it's like not even doing anything. And I'm like, well, let me try to understand because these are great ingredients for the hair. How can I extract these nutrients? So I was able to find a chemist in Chicago. Um, I got a lot of nose before someone was willing to work with me. And I said, listen, I want to make these great ingredients with, uh, I'm sorry. I want to make these great products with these great ingredients. How can you help me create a formulation that's actually, um, preserved so I can sell it to people. And so they were willing to help me. And I started with just one product and people always say, well, why don't you just start with one product? Because I did not have a lot of money. You know, I was, we were living paycheck to paycheck and uh, middle class family, so you know it was it was hard, and you know they were willing to work with me. And I started with one product. I launched it in May of 2014, and that one bottle of oil sold like crazy. And and to this day, and I told you this before, Monique, yeah. from the day I launched, I have not went went without a sale since May 23rd, 2014. No. So. The- oh, that- grown. And here we are six and a half years later being, you know, we're a global beauty brand. We're in every major retail. And like you said, you know, people see it and they're like, well, how does she become like this overnight sensation? you know, I had to go through some things. to number one, even realize what my purpose was. And then I had to also have a solid foundation because when you have a business and a business that grows so fast and that scales, you know, we we're actually doing on the job training. So we, we don't know, like my husband and I, we didn't have any business experience, but we had a lot of faith and we were willing to take risks. And here we are six years later, you know, we're in every major retail. We're a global brand, and it has truly been a blessing just to see like how God has used us. And I can give you so many stories of how um, things in my L have been divine order. So it's like you can't tell me that you know God is not real or this is not God. The reason why my L is here is because God has blessed us with this amazing company after a painful situation. Wow.
1: It's it's incredible. I was like getting a little emotional when you were. Uh,
0: <sighs> you know, make me cry. No, I'm sorry.
1: We went through a similar situation, and people asked me, "Where did Mila Eve come from?" Yeah, Eve is the child we didn't have. Wow. We always had two names every time we had a pregnancy Mm -hmm. and we never found out the sex of the baby until we pushed the baby out. So our third time getting pregnant, it was either chase Omari or Mila Eve. And we had a miscarriage. And then um, the last pregnancy resulted with chase Omari. And that was a rough pregnancy and lost a lot of blood. Literally was almost blood transfusion level. Like that I would need, like it was crazy. And um, when I started my yell, I mean, I'm sorry. When I started Mila Eve, <laughs> I'm looking at on my paper. When I started Mila Eve, it, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. It was something that people kept saying, "Where can we get your essential oils?" And I'm, I'm re- recommending them different brands that I love, and they're like, "No, we want your oils." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't have any oils." And they're like, "Well, when you get your oils, you let us know." <laughs> so yeah. it's how sometimes this. Uh, great success can come out of like a pl- a place that is so painful, but meaningful. So yeah. we're behind it. So, yeah. So that's where Mila Eve came from. It was the child that we could have had. It could have been a daughter. So I named my business after, you know, that baby. So when you told that story, it just like flooded emotions in me. <laughs> so uh, that's incredible. Six years later, I, I actually talked to you. I texted you a few weeks ago. I did a soft launch on Mila Eve on December 15th and we fully launched the company January 1st. And it was amazing because you had just told me that story about how your company is the day you went live on your website is the day that you you've not had an order. You've not had a day go by without an order ever since. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you said that I was like, Oh, I'm so going to manifest this. That's that's to hear that. And then December 15th, every since every day, since then I've had an order <laughs> Several orders. I'm like, it's been, thank you. it's been so amazing. And then just being able to connect with people that are like-minded, um, you know, just going through things that really push you to, to really change your circle. Yeah. Push you to have people around you that are truly, Um, divine like divinely put in your life and I feel like you've been that I feel like Ali has been that we've been together since day one when I first started doing my podcast and you know having my husband by
3: my side and you know she gave me a job I get the haul of boxes out
0: Yeah, (laughs) listen that's every husband's job right we we tell them what to do right
3: (laughs) supposed to be retired playing playstation 5 all day oh my goodness
1: oh my goodness this yeah this is this has just been so incredible and one of the things that you just said also and that stood out to me is that number one you got a lot of nose and that didn't stop you and i want for everybody listening right now to understand that no doesn't mean never no just means not right now and you got to figure out another way to get that yes so don't yeah. mess up whatever it is that you're trying to pursue keep pushing and keep pursuing somebody's going to tell you yes and it's going to be the right person in the right situation i'm
3: love. I second. just sorry Ellen. one thing i want to say i'm glad that you pointed out that you didn't have a whole lot of money in the beginning because so many people that look at starting a business and building an empire they think everybody you know when they look at the examples that's out there they think that everybody was born with money so that's why i was able to accomplish that goal but so good that you said that you know you didn't start out with a lot of money you was living paycheck to paycheck middle class family and you still made it work yeah
2: um i wanted to touch on uh the nose Monique that you mentioned, but first I just want to thank you for sharing your story. Monique is actually the one who really helped me. I also um, went through a loss as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's something we don't talk about enough and we should, because, you know, as we just experienced, you, you triggered something to Monique and clearly it was very therapeutic to share and let it out. And I just, I feel like that we shouldn't be, you know, suffering in silence about, about that because it continues to be hard and it continues to be, to be something that we navigate and deal with and just, you know, the success and what, what has come out of it is just for both of you is just so, so beautiful and special. Um, so when you were talking about the nose from other, you know, businesses and everything. So I, I work with um, small businesses and a lot of times, you know, it, their business, they are, it, it's theirs, you know, they're very protective of it. And, not only to hear a no, but to hear any sort of criticism, right? Even if the criticism is beneficial. So can you speak on that about how, you know, maybe you didn't, maybe the feedback wasn't what you wanted to hear, but maybe there was a moment where you realized, you know what, this is what I need to hear. I need to shift my plan. I need to shift my product Um, because I think hearing the criticism and being open to it is how we do get to the next level with our business.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, and, and the thing is that it ma- what matters is who the criticism is from as well. Okay. Um, and of course, being an artist, I like to consider myself an artist. I'm a creative person. And as a creative, as a business owner, you are sensitive about the things that you create, right? Like I look at Miel as my baby. And so if someone critiques your baby and says, oh, your, your hair looks crazy, like you're going to take some type of offense to it because it's like, it's your baby. Um, And I have learned that, you know, people sometimes criticize you because they want to do what you are doing. So you also have to consider the source. And my, my thought process is I focus on the 90%. If 90% of the people love a product, I'm not going to focus on the 10% who want to make a bad review because that 10% doesn't matter. And I have had um, instances where I did step up and say something because it was a a bad review, but the person wasn't using the product correctly. And so me correcting her on how to use the product turned into a whole spin out situation. And it was like, you know, why did I even indulge in people that have only like a small view? Right. And people who are already determined to look at you from a certain perspective, like, I had to learn that I don't have anything to prove to anybody, right? As long as I'm walking in my purpose and I'm doing what God has called me to do and 90% of the people love it, I'm not going to focus on the 10%. However, if you have 90% of the people who are saying that something is wrong with the product, yes, you want to take that feedback and go back with your team and see how you can make it better. But, you know, as I'm growing and learning, I'm learning to not focus on the naysayers because If you are at a position where you feel like you're ready for success, you got to be ready to be talked about. You need to be ready to be lied on. You have to be ready for all the type of criticism that's going to come your way because you have an anointing on you. And sometimes people don't like what they see in you because they don't have the confidence and the courage to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. You look at it from a different perspective and, and and know that it comes with the territory. The higher you grow, the more people are gonna love you, but you're also gonna have a lot more people that hate you as well too. And it's unfortunate, especially in the black community, as much as we try to get ahead in order for us to keep moving ahead, we have to stop trying to bring each other down and having that crabs in the barrel mentality in order for us to advance as people. So the narrative has to change with us because, you know, I see it a lot. A lot of my criticism comes from women that look like me. Yeah. right. And it's, it's so unfortunate and it's so unfair because. You know, it can also turn you to be bitter and not want to help women. But you have to, again, you know, for me, I I talk to myself a lot. I talk to God a lot. And I always ask God to guide me and not let my heart turn bitter to women. You know, I want to continue to serve women. I want to continue to, you know, serve them to the best of my ability. And when you focus on criticism, it steers you away from the ultimate purpose that God has for you. It's a distraction. So, you know, I feel like what you focus on grows. And if you focus on the positive, that's what will grow. You focus on negative, that's
2: what will grow as well. I love that. I love the 90 percent versus the 10 percent, because so many times we let that 10 percent just cloud our headspace. Right. And, and take control. And I, I just love how you put that.
0: Yeah. yeah. The thing is, I think as humans, like, it, you know, we're humans. So sometimes things will get to you, but you got to, like, get yourself in check right away and, and snap out of it because you, you're right. It can become clouded. And now you're not focused on the prize that's ahead of you.
1: Yes, absolutely. Now you were talking about building solid foundations. How did you, and I'm sure it wasn't even intentional. It's just probably just something that just gradually just naturally happened. But how did you prepare yourself, your marriage, your children? How did you prepare them as you were on this road to success? And as you started to attain more and more success, how were you able to help your family Um, And with your marriage, and even with self care for yourself, how are you able to navigate those changes as you were growing?
0: So it's it starts with prioritizing. You know, it's in my Instagram bio: God, family, and business. And that's how I operate my life. Um, I always make sure that my family comes first before business. I always try to be present with them as much as I can. You know. It's it's easy to, you know, get on your phone and talk to your kid while you're scrolling on social media. But the thing is being aware of it. And it's like once you're aware of it, it's like, let me put my phone down and pay attention to what you're saying. You know, so, you know, we have where we slip up. But, you know, you have to um, just remain focused on what's important and knowing that there is time that you can't get back with your kids. And also from the very beginning, I've always included my husband and my kids along the journey. So it was very important for me that, you know, when I started this company, I told my husband, I said, I don't want to build a company that when my kids get older, they resent me for building this company because they don't feel like they're a part of it. So my kids, they would go to trade shows with us. They would work the cash register. They would pack boxes in the early stages. And so they always felt like my was theirs as well. Not, you know, this is mommy's company and she's always traveling. She's gone all the time. No, as much as I could, I would always bring them with me. My husband always travels with me. So, you know, it has also... Um, Strengthening our bond, we've gotten even closer because we're always together, we're working together. So, I feel like if you just include the people that you love in a part of what you're doing and make them feel like they're a part of it, they're contributing to it, like that's how you maintain that foundation. Because if you don't, it'll be, well, especially like your husband like well she's always traveling she doesn't include me like that'll have his mind wandering like she's traveling and you don't want that type of you know messiness like in your household so it's like listen we along in this ride together and as long as you include people I
2: feel like everyone will be happy
1: yes I love that
2: going off that how do you how do you disconnect I mean you know, oh yeah <laughs> do you ever you know how, how do you force yourself to, to do that so,
0: I actually like, I have a little calendar here, my little planner that I that I carry with me everywhere. And I will put, I will write down just like I write down things that I have to do. Mm-hmm. I will write down in here, like, don't do nothing for this time
2: <laughs> you know, or
0: binge watch TV or, you know, read a book. So it's like, you have to be intentional. It's all about being intentional about, you know, self-care and, and, and making sure that you're spending time for yourself. So like for me on the weekends is when like I go to get my nails done, manicures, pedicure, like things that you enjoy doing, you got to set time aside for that because I feel that if you are not whole, if you're you're not um, pouring from a full cup, like you're you're gonna not have anything to give to your kids, to give to your husband, and so you know I just always pray and ask God like just to keep me balanced, um and and know that you know I pray for this. So I'm not going to complain about having a busy schedule. I'm just going to ask God to just, you know, help me set some time aside to make sure that I'm, you know, taking care of Monique, because if I don't take care of Monique, I won't be able to take care of anyone else. I won't be able to pour into anyone doing a podcast or anything if I don't take care of myself.
1: Yes. No, that, that is, that is so true. Like even with our kids, I definitely have them downstairs, even my two-year-old, he will actually help, um, tear off the plastic to the containers that I'm filling up with bath or, you know, and he really, he's so good at it. He's very particular. He makes sure everything goes in the trash. Uh, oldest son knows how to build boxes now. My daughter actually was helping me put the labels um, on the packages. Yeah. And stickers. And she actually, this was so funny. She said, mommy, do you have anything else for me to do? And I was like, um, well, I'm built. I'm actually you know, packaging all of the orders and I'm like making them look pretty and stuff. So I was like, so I think I, I think I gave you everything that I have for you right now. And she said, Oh, well I can do what you're doing. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, I was like, um, okay. So I gave her a box and I told her, I said, put the peanuts in first. So she did that. And I said, now you take the, um, the crinkle paper and you put that around and I videotaped it. She actually did a really good job. And yeah. I'm so impressed. I, I'm in my head thinking that,
0: she probably gonna be to do this. <laughs> tell her, like, tell her, like, oh my God, you did so well doing it. Like, you're gonna be the next CEO? I'm like, <laughs> their heads up. They 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 love that. <laughs> I love
1: it. I was really
3: impressed. I have a question. So early on when you first started getting everything going, I know you was really busy. Did you create the balance at that time or did you kind of just work overload versus now everything is kind of formatted and it's been running itself? and you kind of oversee it, now you can pretty much create the balance and have the me time and, you know, that way you have a full cup for your family. So early on, did you, like, work overboard and not have that free time?
0: I did work a lot early on, but I have always been intentional about, you know, making sure that I had that balance. And I can tell you this, my kids, um, they were in sports, my they were both running track. Like in the beginning, my daughter, I'm sorry. No, Mia was doing gymnastics when I first started. So I can tell you, like, I never missed a gymnastics meet. You know, I was always there for any type of sport and activity. I always made sure that I took them on like little dates um, because it, you know, that it was so important to me and knowing like I lost my son. So I don't, I, I probably like, I don't know if it's guilt, but probably poured into them even more because, you know, it was like, I want to keep you all close to me and I want you guys to just, you know, really appreciate the work that I'm putting in. So I've always um, done a really good job, I feel, of having that balance from the very beginning because I never wanted to lose sight of it. Like it was very important for me because my mom worked a lot growing up right? she And she worked at a hospital, so she had to work holidays, weekends. And I always told myself when I was younger, like, I don't ever want to work holidays or weekends. Like, I want to be there with my family. So even when I worked as a nurse, and this is probably not the best advice, but I would call off to, if I had to work a holiday, cause I'm like, listen, my kids are important. I need to be there for Christmas. So <laughs> I've really just been real intentional about being there, especially for a special moments.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been
0: struggling with that just because when I
1: launched, I guess I was not thinking on the level of God's thinking because when I did the pre-launch, I did not expect to get so many sales. My My diffuser sold out in four days. I mean, I was downstairs. I started out, I had a, um, a a small closet that I was actually working out of that I thought was sufficient. And I had to immediately pack up everything out that closet and t- I literally turned my whole basement into a distribution center. <laughs> I just, I did not expect it. So there was times where I was waking up and thank God that Chris is patient because I was waking up at eight o'clock in the morning, immediately getting dressed and I was downstairs and I would be working from eight o'clock in the morning to like four a.m. the next morning because it was not just me with Eve Essentials packages, but also I'm, you know, doing podcasts. I'm I'm creating the episode. I'm downloading and mm-hmm. uploading the videos, editing the videos, and and then I have other projects that I'm working on as well. So it was like nonstop to the point where he had to like sit me down like, okay, you got to That's get why some
3: I rest. asked the question about balance. I, know, yeah. I know, <laughs> you
0: know I would say like I feel like, you know, um uh, you got to delegate. Yes, You got to be really good at delegating and finding trustworthy people that you can give certain tasks. And that's another thing, like I've had a really good support system from the very beginning. So one of the things that, why my husband and I, we work so well together is he will take on a bulk of the heavy stuff so I can, you know, do what my mom duties. So, you know, so- And my mom was also very helpful. She would come in and she would pack orders. And then we had a friend of the family who we trusted to come in our house to help pack orders. So I had to really, de- I had to learn to delegate very quickly. Once you show them and you train them what to do, that alleviates some of that tab because you don't want to get burnt out. Because all of that, what you're doing, you you will get burnt out. So you got you to gotta delegate fast and quickly and, and teach people how to do the minute stuff, right? You focus on pushing the brand. And that's what I focused on in the beginning. I focused on pushing the brand, what I was good at. And the, the minute stuff, packing orders, customer service, like I had to bring people in quickly to do that for me.
1: And that's, that's where I am <laughs> because I'm answering the 800 number. I'm, wow. emails. I'm like, so I have been training some people. Yeah. Um, I actually have a good friend of mine. Her daughter has been coming and helping me and yeah. I think we're really like training her. And, um, and then my assistant also helps out as well, but she's overloaded with her normal day to day. So it's like, bringing her into like we were both would be up till it'd be like two o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, all right, um, leave, it's time to go home. I know you are tired, you know, but now it's finally gotten to a point where things kind of are starting to taper down and I'm able to actually have the weekends off again. And just like, you know, catching up and, and trying to get ahead of, all of the orders and everything else in the beginning was just like whoa but now it's finally like I got it under control, you know? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Ali. No,
2: I was just gonna say, yeah, I'm sure it takes a minute to like really figure out your routine and your rhythm. And and going off of, you know, delegating, I feel like and we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts, especially as as moms, it's almost like we want, you know, we don't want to ask for help, right? Like we we don't want to ask at all. Um, but as you said, it's so important to, and it's not saying that you're a failure. It's saying, look, I, my business is doing awesome. I, 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 to continue it, to do awesome. Like I do need to bring in some people, you know, for those, for those who, who don't have the family close by, or maybe you've, I'm sure at this point you've hired, Outside people of your family and your friends, at what point did you feel comfortable doing that because again, this is something your business your baby you're so protective of it at what point do you do you do that
0: um so for at the at the point where you're overwhelmed like monique <laughs> <laughs> um, because you know like you said, asking for help is not a sign of weakness it's actually a sign of strength yes. And, uh, Monique, I'm sure like when, when the orders start coming in, it's overwhelming because you're not expecting it. And so, <laughs> like, you know, in the in the very beginning, you know, me and my husband, we were packing orders, we were getting the orders out, right? We were, do- But when it got to the point where um, it was affecting, like, you know, am I able to cook dinner? Like, you know, am, am, am I helping the kids with the homework? So it was like I had to immediately have my mom like, listen, can you come and help me, please? Yes. And so she would like work evening shift and, and then, you know, it started with people that we trusted, like, dearly. Like, I know my mom. I, my mom is the only person I let watch my kids. So, at that point, you know, she was the only person that I was going to let handle my business. <laughs> right. um, and then she would even um, pack orders over the weekend so we can just go on a family vacation. So, she was very instrumental in the very beginning with helping. Um, and then, like I said, we brought in another family's, family friend that was well-trusted, Um, because the orders were just becoming like too much. And we had to like have people to to make sure that we got orders out quickly. Um, So we had two family friends come in we had a full operations in our garage. We had a a supply chain, we had a time clock, all of that. It was just an operation in in our garage. And the fortunate piece, like my husband, he um, is a former UPS employee. So he understands logistics. He understands like operations. So, you know, he was able to set up the operation based off of his experience. So I was really grateful for that. And he, and because he worked at UPS, like, they they have them – I feel like it's like the Army. So they are, you know, drill sergeants. It's like they they train them so well, and it's, it's like he applied that same skill set to helping us get up and, and operating. And so, you know, when you feel like you are not focusing on the – aspects that you're great at. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was really good at social media. I was really good at, like I said, pushing the brand. And if I took away time, you know, it's all about as you grow as an entrepreneur, even at the stage that I, I'm in now, like I want to find people that I can bring on to my company, train them and empower them so I can better use my time in other places to grow the business. Yeah. And you have to have that mindset from the very beginning. So mm-hmm. identify what you're good at and Bring people in and empower them and train them to do the stuff that you don't want to do, and focus on what you need to do to push the brand moving forward.
1: Yes, it's funny too because I've been talking to my mom. My mom lives in Florida, so the the issue oh, okay. with Chris, all of our family live outside of where we live. Like we don't have any family nearby. <laughs> so um, I've been talking to my mom. I'm like, all right, once things really start growing, I'm gonna need you to move up here. <laughs> yeah. like (laughs) and she like like you my mom is the one person who I completely trust with my kids like I don't even have to I don't even think about them when she's around it's like comfort and I love it so she's always like okay I'm gonna get some time off and I'm gonna come up there and you know so you and Chris can get away so we love when my mom comes to town for sure But, um, but yeah it is it is hard trying to find the, the people that are trustworthy especially when they're in your home yeah. and even the platform that me and chris just came off of i'm like oh, my circle is like this big, and you know but we'll we'll figure it out we'll get through it and you just will. like i said watching you definitely is such an encouragement seeing how you start and seeing where you are it's like um, we I, I feel like we have so much in common just outside of our name. So don't know, we're both Libras. We're date, yeah. we're both born days apart, same year. <laughs> it's, too, it's too funny. But um one day I was scrolling through social media and uh, my son was like, my son stopped me. He was like, he said, Let me see that picture. And I scrolled back up. And he said, Mommy, is that you? I was like, Oh no, that's Monique from my else. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Um, So, I wanted to ask you um, you know, before I ask you that question, when you started building your team, um, I know you started with your mom, and then you had another uh, trusted friend that was close to the family. When it came to fulfilling other duties, How long did it take you to find the right people just so that people can have an idea of timing? Because I don't want people to rush this process because when you are looking for the right person for whatever job description that's going to help your company, um, it's nice to have a good idea of what's normal. How hard is it? Is it? Do you have to go through one or two people to get to that one person that just makes it all glue? Or, you know, like when you started uh, maybe putting out, um, you know, an ad or however you did it, how long did it take and how many interviews did it take for you to just know, like, OK, my gut's telling me this is the right person for this particular job?
0: That's a really good question. So I don't think there's a cookie cutter approach to this. I don't think there's a certain time frame that you can go by because I have hired people on you know on the first interview and they have worked out and they're still with me to this day. Wow. And then I have also gone through some bad apples. So you don't know what you don't know, right? And that's why I said this is on the job training. So I have learned that you have to trust people until they give you a reason to not trust them. If that makes sense. And as scary as that may seem, because this is your business, Mm -hmm. you have to have the mentality to um, hire slow and to fire fast. Right? So Mm -hmm. you got to sharpen your discernment. And I'll just give you an example. I went through two marketing directors and you know, the the first marketing director that we hired, my husband liked her. I didn't, but we compromised and I went against my gut feeling and we brought her on. She did not last for two months because he immediately saw the red flags that I saw in the interview. But, you know, I was upset with myself because I'm like, well, shoot, why didn't I just be more forceful and saying like, no, like, let's not hire her. So the thing, my point in saying this is you're not going to get it right. It's trial and error, you know, but once that person gives you an inkling that they can be detrimental to your company or, or not good for the growth of your company, you got to let them go quickly because every person that you bring on should help you increase your revenue to help you get closer to your goals. And if they are not helping you evolve, then they don't need to be involved in what you're trying to build. And that has to be your mentality. So I don't think there's a certain time frame. You're just going to have to keep interviewing people and hire. And once they come on, just see how they are. And I also, I'm not a person that goes just by resumes. I go by character. Mm -hmm. And are you coachable? Can I teach you certain things? Mm -hmm. Because you can look really good on paper. And that's what I learned with the first marketing director that we had. My husband was impressed by her resume. Her resume was like, off the chain, but her character <laughs> was also off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> you so can,
3: you it, can relate this to life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, bringing people into your life and getting them out of your life. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: exactly, exactly. And you know, it's like if they're not contributing to your growth. Then don't be afraid to just cut people off and, you know, let them go. And I'm not that person that, oh, I cut people off every year, right? I try to make sure that I don't surround myself with people that I have to cut off so often, right? You you said my circle is also very, I probably have like five friends that are close to me that I let into my house. Nobody else comes into my house. So, you know, you just, your discernment has to be on point. And again, you're not going to always get it right. But when you do get it right, be quick on that action, Yes. Now,
1: I want to speak to just the idea of focusing on your business, minding your business, just because a lot of times, for instance, Myel hair care line, skincare, and everything else that you've built, there are other businesses out there that are doing similar things that Myel is doing. So I think sometimes when people, they kind of get intimidated. By like, oh well, this this particular company is doing this, that, and the other, and that company's doing that. Let me implement that. Let me implement this. And then next thing you know, they have a whole mess on their hands because they're not minding their own business. <laughs> so can you speak to that? Yeah. How you focus on your your brand, how you focus on my yell and how that really doesn't matter <laughs> what other people are doing. You're still doing you.
0: Yeah. So I mean, because you gotta realize that you know, authenticity matters, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're going into a space, what's going to sell your brand is you. Right. And the thing is nobody can be you when God created you, he didn't create a duplicate of you. He didn't create a clone. Like he created you. And that's what we have to be able to identify like the secret sauce that like is in your company is how you appeal to people. Like God assigns certain people that are going to be assigned to your dream. Right. And there are also going to be people, like I said earlier, that are assigned to not like you and that's not for you. And that is totally okay. And for me, it's having that tunnel vision. Um, What you focus on grows. If I'm focused on building my L, like I have no time to focus on looking to my left or right because what happens when you look to your left or right? You get off focus. You know, I forgot the analogy like when the horses are on the um, racetrack, they put that thing, I don't know what it's called, on their eyes. It's blinders. blinders. Yeah. yeah. They put the blinders on their eyes because they don't want them to get distracted. So for me, I, I, I hold that analogy to my heart because I don't want to look at what nobody else is doing, because what can happen is you can unconsciously mimic what they're doing because you're so focused on them. And while you focus on them, they over here surging while you over here trying to mimic. And the thing is, you will always stay behind because Mm -hmm. you are too busy focused on somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, my mom always taught me growing up, like, manage your own business. Don't worry about what nobody else is doing. When you, if you see a fight over there, you walk the other way. It's the same thing. Like, I don't care what anybody else is doing. Like, I'm focusing focusing on being great. I'm focusing on making sure that my visions are coming from God and, and, and that he is blessing it. And, you know, we just continue to operate in our gift. And as long as you are operating in your gift, your gift will continue to make room for you. And it's so hard with social media because it's so easy to compare, but you can't compare your chapter, one to somebody's chapter 300. You got to, you know, stay your course and run your race. And if you stay focused on that, just watch how God is going to send the resources. He's going to send the money, everything that you need to be successful. He's going to send it because he sees that you are focused on who he has called you to be, not who he has called uh Ali to be. <laughs> you, right, you right, right. <laughs> right.
1: No, I love that. So if you were to give like a step by step, if you could sum it up, and just a word for each step as a person is trying to develop their, their, their vision and develop their business. If you could give me just like three to five words that sum up the process from start to finish, what would you say?
0: Um, let me think about that. Hmm. So I would say, um, you have to study the market mm-hmm. Understand your competitive landscape. Do your research. Um, and then you need to build a community because community matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need to make sure that you are serving others. And the fifth one um, make sure that you are solving a problem.
1: Mm, Solve problem. That's good. Listen, if y'all haven't been taking notes this entire episode, I don't know what y'all trying to do. <laughs> because I mean, you've been giving us gems like literally along the entire episode. So many tips. I've been taking notes myself. Um, as we wrap up, I'm just going to go through some of the things that I just wrote down that you were saying throughout the conversation. Um, one, you get a lot of nose. Keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Keep going until you get your yes. Number two, build a solid foundation. Number three, prioritize God, family, business. I love how you keep family first because that's really what's most important. That's what we do. What we do is so that we can support our family. You know, so I love that. Uh, number four, uh, incorporating your family into your business. Number five higher slow fire fast <laughs> <I> like that <laughs> trust your gut yeah but tell, look I'm all about 2020 was actually the year that I told God I'm going to work on trusting my instincts and whatever he's given me just being more discerning and that is so important I and, and sometimes it's like, you have to, you, you naturally want to go with that instinct to just like say something, even though your gut's telling you just be quiet, you know, and it's, it's difficult, but it's attainable. So yeah. definitely trust your gut. Um, number seven, understand that it's going to be trial and error and number eight, tunnel vision, put those blinders on. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, before we wrap did you have anything else you wanted? to
3: uh-uh, learned a lot yeah
1: this has been great make sure you download subscribe make sure you visit not for and for more information if you're watching this on youtube just check the description out below and you can find all the links to to find monique rodriguez and mayel organics and everything else that is mayel related so thank y'all so much y'all have a great one and we will see you season four so y'all take care and god bless